Hello and welcome to another Black Talk Radio News commentary. Of course, my name is Scotty Reed. I'm broadcasting from behind the enemy lines. I want to, I just recently did a podcast where I talked about Donald Trump's uh, still urging uh, his followers and people to commit acts of violence. But now he's made these um, not so veiled threats against the FBI agents and others within the Department of Justice of the United States government and basically saying to his followers that it's time that they dealt with these people. And as I stated in the last report on that particular subject is, is that, I mean, people want to claim that these are political prisoners when they're not. We saw their crimes and what have you, but the real political prisoners have yet to receive mainstream support. Um, they do have some support dedicated a uh, few who take up the issues of political prisoners like I would say National Jericho Movement. You could just do a search engine on these names and find these organizations. And then in the black press, you have the San Francisco Bay View National Black Newspaper. Or you could follow them, find them on Facebook. Um, and they certainly report on these issues. But um, you want to talk about real political prisoners and systemic racism. Let's talk about Mumi Abu-Jamal's case. I have noted and shared things from these organizations and among his supporters, friends of Mamiya, the things that they have posted related to what's been happening in Philadelphia, whether there were rallies on his behalf or court hearings coming up and just um, calls to action to the general public for those who want to see justice in his, in his case. But some people might be shocked, but I am not shocked that the National Bay View shared the link to this video on YouTube that I'm going to share with you, but it certainly speaks to why Momia deserves, in the very least, a new trial, if not, and, and certainly his immediate release. But this in, intersects, you know, with modern-day slavery um, and racism and institutional racism by the system. Have to go to City Hall. Yes. Yeah. And we would do basically they would look around for whatever yeah. judge was finishing up and that we could get in. So it so happened this particular day. Um, we went to the uh, to the courtroom of um, Judge Sabo was just finishing right. up and, and it was the Mumia case. He was in chambers uh, taking his robe off and uh, Judge Klein was in chamber in Judge Sabo's chambers putting his robe on and I was setting up my steno machine. I see. And yeah. they were chatting and, you know, the, I, I wasn't paying attention to their conversation. Pretty much, you know, yeah. how do you like the civil bench? Had You know, do you miss criminal yeah. this and that? And it was just like this, that, the other thing. This, that, and the other thing. And then, you know, it had turned to Judge Klein was asking him about the particular case. And like I say, I was not paying attention. So when my ears tuned in, I'm not sure what the setup was exactly. But Judge Sabo, the tenor was, he was basically complaining about both the lawyers in the case saying like he, he was frustrated. It seemed like he was frustrated with the DA that he was trying to basically feed him what to say. And the guy wasn't saying it right and this and that. And one thing led to another. And Judge Klein's question to him was, well, what are you going to do? And yeah. this is the phrase I hate saying, but I'm just repeating. Judge Sabo <laughs> yes. said, well, he, he was standing up, getting ready to get his coat on. He said, I'm going to help him fry the nigger. 
Wow. <laughs> so um, what really affected me with that was I knew this was the beginning of the case. And so that, that phrase kind of shocked you into consciousness. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and I mean, he hadn't even heard any evidence yet. I mean, not to mention the fact that he used a racial slur. That was right. certainly, you know, and also he was saying he was going to help. I mean, he was indicating to me he'd made up his mind that he was guilty and he was going to help him. Right. You know, yes make sure the case went a certain way. So well, it was actually a judge uh, and Judge Sabo insisted that he was a judge is supposed to be the neutral arbiter. Correct. Yes, <laughs> you're not supposed to make up your mind. Even if you do, you're not, certainly not supposed to influence the trial. You're just supposed yeah. to rule on. Uh, yeah. So um, it was upsetting. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And then, the, you know, the, there is such a thing as judge shopping and, and that, you know, it's harder and harder to do that. It apparently at one point was easier. But um, and Judge Sable was apparently known for being um, prosecution oriented and was known for I mean, nobody seemed surprised um, that he used a racial slur. Like when I said that it was like nobody yes. it didn't register. It was like, you know. Yeah. And as far as I was concerned, while that in itself was shocking, I also felt that had Judge Sabo said, you know, I'm going to help him fry the nice young man in the white Oxford shirt, you know, or something. Right. It was still he it was not a fair trial. There are two aspects to it. Uh, one of them, the racial slur and the other thing, uh, obstructing justice. Basically. Exactly. Yes. yes. So again, I must ask, is any anybody shocked by what that woman testified to in this uh interview that she gave that this judge Sabo or Sabo uh used the N-word and and talked about how he was gonna help them fry Momia? And let's talk about him. Who who is he? He might have some schools or something named after him in Philadelphia. He might have his bus somewhere in a government building as if he was an honorable man when he was not. So his name is Albert F. Sabo. Albert F. Sabo was an American lawyer and judge of the Philadelphia County Court of Common Pleas. He is best known for presiding over the 1982 murder trial of Mumia Abu-Jamal. Sabo served as a judge from 1974 until his retirement in 1998. So this man was a, this racist judge sat on the bench, it, it seems, for, for over 20 years. Any case he connected to should be put under the microscope and should be a grounds of appeal because he straight up is a racist, according to the testimony from the woman, the court former court reporter, we just heard from. And then another thing I like to note before I end is to say to white people, it's inappropriate to laugh at people telling you stories about other white people practicing racism. And in this case, using the N word. Understand some people may laugh, a nervous laugh, because they don't know how to deal with it, but it's certainly inappropriate to laugh at such instances. And it would be appropriate though for people to speak up when these things happen. Would these judges know who among them are racist? These court employees know who the racists are. And the only way we can end systemic racism is to expose the racists by any means necessary. But with that said, please support in the production of independent black media. You can do so with a donation to the new media nonprofit Black Talk Media Project. And you can find the links and other information in the description. 
that said, peace and blessings to all.